Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. All right, so today is extra, extra special. I cannot wait for you to all hear from my very good friend, Henry Miller, who I've actually only met one time in person. You came to our grand opening for our yep. salon, which was really awesome. And But I met you through a friend. We've been doing a lot of virtual masterminds in the past. And I got to be on the ground floor of you starting your very first magazine, which yes. is called Dominion Magazine. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to share everybody a little bit about who you are and your story. So thank you, first of all, Henry Miller III for being yes. on this podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> this is going to be so fun. You guys are going to fall in love with him. Uh, like I said, it's Henry Miller III, who is owner and president of One Dominion Entertainment, LLC. Yes. So we're going to talk about yes. that because it's not only a magazine, but he also produces movies, short films. So I want yes. to talk a little bit about that as well too um he's married to sarah miller for the past 14 years his beautiful lovely wife so we just absolutely adore her um you have a son named nataj who's a first grader and i love the story about how you ended up naming him and why so we need to talk about that first and foremost so let's start with that story but first i want to share with you that Henry uh, has a college degree from 2006 in computer science. He worked as an agriculture drafter until the Florida housing market collapsed. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was yep. actually a really great for us because we were actually <laughs> able to get into <laughs> a home down in Marco Island, which we mm-hmm. never thought we could. So that was a miracle for us, for sure. And then uh, your career started in design and entertainment and transitioned from Uh, that to film creation. So that's Mm -hmm. really, really cool. As I mentioned, he owns uh, One Dominion Entertainment LLC, which began in Cape Coral, Florida, which is a film division and a magazine division. And he has future plans to include additional issue-driven short films, which I'm excited to talk about. But let's start first and foremost with how and why did you name your son Nataj? What a great story. Oh man, um, so 2008, right? I'm so I'm, I'm trying to figure out trying I'm trying to figure out ways to start a magazine. I mean, a, a clothing line. Uh, I want to start a clothing line. I don't know the name of it, so I'm laying in the bed. And at that time, while I'm laying in the bed, you know, God just spoke to me. He said, "Nataj, firstborn." Right. So I jump out the bed. My, my wife's cooking in the kitchen. I go in, in there with her and I'm asking her how to spell the tides. So she get a piece of paper. She writes down and she say N-A-T-A-J-E. And I'm like, why? I say, because this is a guy told me that your, um, your firstborn son is going to be named the tides. So on the clothing line that I had, I had the tides written big on it. And then at the top, I had firstborn going across like this. So I had the clothing line probably like for like for two years and then it stopped. But in 2014, my wife got pregnant. My wife had my son and we named my son Nataj. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let me ask you this because so many people are gonna ask, 
how does he hear God's voice? I think first and foremost, I want to talk about that because most people think, you know, like I've thought in the past, I used to think in the past that, oh gosh, that, that was for, you know, the Bible days, you know, yeah. <laughs> Abraham, you know, God told him what, who, what to name his sons. Right. Yes. So we go through the whole Bible, but here you are, Henry Miller, you know, fast forward to 2008, God speaking to you, telling you to name your firstborn son, Nataj. How do you hear his voice? Well, for me, it's uh, probably different from everybody else. Um, I think we all experience God differently. Um, for me, it's more of that um, that inner voice that I know it's not mine. And it's saying stuff that I wouldn't say. So when I, when I, when I feel it and I hear it, I know it's not me because I know that I cannot think of stuff like that. Right. So, and I wouldn't think of stuff like that. So once I hear that and uh, I grab a hold to it, I know it's him. Um, and that's him. He directed me and guided me through everything. So yeah. once I hear it um, in my spirit, I know it's him. And that's how I live my life. Mm -hmm. And I know it wasn't like that a long time ago, too. And I, I want to talk about some of your adversity that you've had, too, because you've shared some of that with me. But I think I already know the name of this podcast right away. I, I prayed about this right before I went on. And I just said, God, what is it that you want me to call this podcast in? And it's to be directed. And the reason why I'm saying that it's interesting, we have a Bible study that we're doing on Monday nights. And one of the uh, persons that was talking, uh, he was just really conflicted. And he said, I'm just really trying to find, I know my why, but I don't know my way. And I said, oh my gosh, there's a Bible. I think it's a living translation that's called the way. I remember seeing it as a kid and it's on the front. It says the way, you know, it's yeah. just another way of interpreting but this is the, and he's like, oh my gosh, you're right. It is the way. And he's, he said, I just really want to read God's scripture right now so that I understand more about him. And, and I was thinking, you know, you're not going to understand God unless you're walking with him. And I know there was a time in your teenage years that you went through, you struggled with adversity. And then you went, I think you called it teen ranch. And I've heard a lot about this and the past of how great they are. In fact, John Maxwell talks about it on many of his, uh, in many of his books, by the way, mm -hmm. and on some of his messages, how successful Teen Ranch has been. It's like somewhere upwards of 70% has transformed teens' lives. So talk a little bit about your adversity, Henry, and how you've come to be the man that you are today. Well, I was, I was raised in, um, in Louisiana, so I grew up in a, in a, a pretty bad neighborhood um, where when you step out your front door, um, basically you have to watch your back, right? Um, so growing up, growing up, you know, just being around people, learning bad habits, uh, I started really dabbling into smoking uh, marijuana a lot. And uh, I had a good job. I was working for, working for one in the parish. And, um, and I was driving one of the parish vehicles. Um, and when I say parish, it's um, a government job. And I get in an accident. So I get in an accident. So my boss is telling me, well, you have to go. It's protocol for you to go get a drug test 
just to make sure that you weren't under influence and stuff like that. So me not even thinking, I'm I smoke marijuana so much like I'm smoking cigarettes, right? So I'm not even thinking that it's in my system. This is how crazy I was thinking, what are you thinking? And I end up going to take the drug test, thinking that everything's gonna be okay. Um, that Sunday that Sunday morning, I get a phone call saying that I passed the I passed the I failed the test. And my boss will tell me what they're gonna do when I get to work Monday. So when I got to work Monday, he ended up telling me that um, we can't long, 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 um, um, have you employed um, here. Um, you fail your drug test, we gotta let you go. Boom, didn't even know what I was gonna do, right? So I'm like mm. 19, probably just probably just turned 20 at this time. Go to, um, go home. My mom's yelling at me. My pops, he's trying to calm her down. She's like, you don't find a job uh, in a week. You're getting out of my house because I'm not having no grown man in my house. I'm not taking care of no grown man in my house. And you're getting fired because you have uh, marijuana in your system. No, I'm not doing it. So that was probably, that was Monday. Wednesday, uh, my mother talks to my great uncle uh, who has passed, he's a pastor. And he was like, I know the place, I know a place in Fort Myers, Florida that you could send him to. And she was saying, what? She was like, it called um, Teen Challenge. And then she said, then he's like, she was like, well, I don't know if he's gonna go to Florida, but while I'm in the room, right? I'm in the room and not even knowing all this being taking place, I'm watching the Ten Commandments while I'm in the room, right? Hmm. Right. So I'm just in there because during my whole time while I was in the streets doing my thing, you know, I always knew that I was in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. I knew that what I was doing was wrong. I used to literally ride around smoking, listening to Kurt Franklin. Wow. <laughs> by, by, by myself. That's that's how I knew my spirit man wanted more but just didn't know how to get out of the situation I was in right so I'm 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 in the room and I'm listening to uh, I'm watching the Ten Commandments and I'm like Lord just just send me wherever you want to send me I'm ready to get from out of here mm-hmm. my, mom, my mom come in the room and she says you you going to Florida you getting out of my house and you going to Florida and she's thinking that she was going to get some resistance and I'm like for real? <laughs> oh, let's yeah, let's go. And she looks and she looks at me like, wow. Like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to go. Let's go. And not even knowing where I was going, they could have been sending me somewhere in the woods somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I just needed to get from my from my surroundings. Mm. And and once I got the team, that was that was probably like a Thursday, Sunday morning. I was on a bus to Florida. And I did two years in Teen Challenge with the best two years of my life. The program is a one-year program, but I did. they allowed me to do another year, uh, we'll call it a re-entry program, to be able to go out and work and save money. And then you have enough money, you go out and get on, get on your own. 
And what I did was I worked full time and went to school at night. Mm. And I did that for four years, right? But the first two years, first year in school, I was there that I went out and got me an apartment. And then I continued my education and working. And that's when I met uh, my wife um, in 2000, well, at the end of 2004 and July 2006, we got married. Wow. I love it. Oh my gosh. So how is it? So you went from this young kid that was smoking marijuana, you get caught, you lose your job. And so we're calling this be directed, of course. And Mm -hmm. it is new, like deep inside, you weren't supposed to be where you were supposed to be. And just the fact that you just said, I had to watch my back, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've never lived in a neighborhood like that, where I had to watch Mm -hmm. my back. I mean, I remember one time we lived, it's called Electric Avenue, and there was a lot of theft going on, but it never was like you had to watch your back. You just had to watch your stuff on your porch because they would stuff in our garage and porch, you know? So what was that like? And how did you know deep inside that you weren't supposed to be there? Well, Growing up, um, I was raised in a church home. You know, my, my we went to vacation Bible school. We went to church every Sunday. Um, we I was in the choir, um, and we did all these things growing up. And but once I got, I was introduced to God. But once I got into like uh, um, teenage years, you know, I just. I was allowed to do more than I was allowed when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So, so my mom was like, and I was a baby. So by the time it got to me, my mom was tired. My mom and my father was tired. So they was like, yeah, we go do whatever you want to do. You know, <laughs> they, were like, they was like, look, whatever. <laughs> whatever you go do, whatever you want to do. So by the time they got to me, they was tired. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, I knew who God was. It just, I, my surroundings was so strong at that time and I didn't have enough God to sustain me in what Mm -hmm. I was going through. So my environment was so powerful um, that what I, that's what I geared towards. You know, I saw the people with the money, the clothes, you know, stuff like that. And that's what I went towards. Yeah. You know, you said something really, really interesting. And I think it's something that as humans, we all struggle with this. And, you know, my husband grew up in the church. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't actually start going to church until I was 18 years old, you know, but my Mm -hmm. husband did. And it's interesting because he always calls it, I backslid, you know, Um, he's like, yeah, I had this, you know, I grew up in the church, but then, you know, I followed the world's ways. I backslid. And then he said, when I met you, Tina, I started going back to church, which is really true because Mm -hmm. when we first started dating, it was church. That's what we did, you know, (laughs) so it's really, but you said something really interesting. You said, I didn't have enough God to sustain me. And talk a little bit about that. And how does, how do people know that they need to have enough God to sustain them? And what does that actually mean to you? Like, what advice do you give people on that? Well, um, 
Well, I was a teenager then, right? So, you know, when your mom is making you do something all the time, it's a routine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you really don't know what you're doing. You're just doing it because your mother say do it. So, like, it's just like when I got baptized at a young age because my mom said I had to get baptized. Once I understood who God was and what he meant to me, I got baptized again. Because now I understood the whole process of being baptized and the whole process of like, well, starting to know who I am and who God is to me, right? So at 13 years old, me in that environment, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, who God was. I was just going to church because everybody else was going to church. All my friends were going to church. You know, we had to go to church. There was like no no, we're not going. Mom was like, we're going to church. And that's what I did. And so it was more of a, like what my mom said do. And that's what I did. Yeah. Not, not knowing that this is what I need mm-hmm. to make me a better person. Not even knowing that this is what I need to make me a better person. Or what she was doing was to, uh, and what she was doing, she was setting the groundwork it's interesting because I was thinking about that. So, and I'm wondering about you, Henry, like, are you going to raise your son differently? Like what kind of shifts are you going to make? And, and so, you know, kind of case in point, I remember, you know, I didn't re- grow up in the church at all. So I was just like, God, you're going to need to help me through this process because my kids did not like our church that we were going to. Mm-hmm. And I could hear God say, and because I'm a control freak. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to tell my kids what to do. I was kind of that mom, you know, I just mm-hmm. told them what to do. And he said, no, let them go to what church they want to go. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're going to follow them. And it was interesting. He gave that word eventually because he, he kind of audibly said, let them go separate routes from you right now. And the interesting thing is, is now I go to my daughter's church an hour away, which is really funny. And they, both my kids, you know, ended up being my spiritual mentors. And it was almost as God said, Hey, they're going to be your spiritual mentors. They're going to show you a different way of how to worship God, because it's going to not be a have to, it's going to be a get to. And so how does someone kind of, first of all, how does someone kind of know that they're, they have a religious spirit? versus uh, a relationship with God, you know, via church. And I think 2020 has kind of opened up that door with COVID people not being able to go to church for many of us, right? Not being able to go to say, for me, it's been like, oh, wait, I need to be the church. I don't just go to church. I need to be the church, you Mm -hmm. know? And so Talk a little bit about that and advice that you would give to people to know the difference between a religious spirit and a relationship. Cause that's, I, that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. And, and also, are you going to raise your son differently? And what's your plans? Do you have any plans yet? <laughs> well, uh, me personally, I think religious is more man-made, you know, mm. um, you know, rules are set up a certain way in certain churches. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, a, a personal relationship with God for me is to get to know who He is to me. Um, I was talking to my, my one my pastor the other day, and he was like, he was describing to me the sovereign God. 
right? The sovereign God. And he was like certain people in who, who are saved don't even know who God is. Yeah. Right? They just get saved. They tell the people they are told to live a certain way, and that's it. Not even knowing who God is. And he was like, once you understand who the sovereign God is, the supreme power and the authority, the one who created the earth in six days, you know, the one who walked around um, and healed people. He was like, once you understand who he is to you and who you are to him, everything changes, mm-hmm. right? And so once you tap into that, once you tap into that and be able to understand that, that, you know, God is your everything, your all, right? Then everything else falls in place. That relationship start beginning where you just while you just driving in your car, you just start talking, right? Like you like like you have somebody in the in the passenger seat with you, you just talk talk talking. Are you in the shower? You just start talking. I talk to guys so much. My wife thinks that I'm. I talk to myself. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking? To? <laughs> who are you talking to? And I'm seriously, because 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 this is who I'm talking to. I'm talking to my I'm talking to my father because I need guidance where no man can give me mm. you know so i'm walking around every day talking to god and he, and once you have that personal relationship everything changes and you will see i can't describe it because um everybody have their own personal relationship with god and their experience the only thing i could be able to do is, is share my experience on on how you know i communicate with him how he's so personal to me um, because the things that he had done in my life and have shown up in my life has been mind-blowing where no man couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how I, I look at it on um, having a personal relationship. Yeah, I love that. I want to dive into that a little bit deeper, uh, but first, are you going to raise your son differently? And what are your plans with that? Have you and your wife talked about that uh, as far as, you know, him being, you know, raised in a church and things like that? So what will you do differently? And what advice do you have for parents? <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not going to do too much differently. I'm just going to, because my mom didn't explain it to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so me and my wife, we explain everything to my son. I mean, everything. He do something, we get eye level with him, and we explain it to him to the point that he always asks him why, because he knows that we're going to explain it to him. So I'm not going to do nothing too much different, uh, nothing but um, start to explain who God is why you got to get up in the morning and say your prayers, why you got to thank God every day in the morning for another day, why you have to say uh, uh, prayer over while you're eating, why you have to go throughout the day and talk to God. So this is what me and my wife is doing right now with my son, because the world is, is not getting any better. And he's going to be exposed to stuff that we haven't been, that I haven't been exposed to. Right. So now at this age, I'm getting him prepared for mm. 
the world so he can be able to maneuver in it, you know, and always to be have be able to help people who are also in need. Wow, that's so cool. Um, this is really, really great advice that you're giving. And, you know, when I go back, we're actually doing a lot of leadership masterminds. And it's the same thing that we talk about, you know, kind of raising team members is like raising children. And in I, one of our directors, she said, you know, once I explain why we do things the way, way we do, then those team members the how becomes a lot easier because they understand because otherwise they're like, I just don't understand. Like, give an example. I don't understand why we have a dress code that we have, but once yes. you explain that, why now all of a sudden they come in dress code all the time and they're not going to buck that system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you have and yeah. as, well as, as that is, you know, same thing with your children. And I love that advice because I'm a grandma now. And so I want to be able to support that you know, with my daughter to give stronger wise. And that, that would be one regret I have, Henry, is that I didn't, you know, give enough wise. I should have given a little bit more why, you know, as I grow through the process, but Hey, I have a do-over. I have grandchildren. So, (laughs) but I always tell people, they're like, how'd your kids ever turn out so good? Cause I surrendered them. I gave them to God to raise. I didn't raise them. And like you said you I know for a fact that God was in my life because of how he raised my children and how incredible that the two of them are like I said they're both my spiritual mentors you know through the process I want to dig into something you said you said I started to know who I am and who God was to me and you know interesting enough I went through the same process uh when I was between 16 to 18 you know even you know, even further, you know, even in my fifties, I'm realizing who God is even more and who he is to me. And so it's like that maturity process yesterday in our Bible study, we're talking about what really is maturity, you know, cause sometimes age comes alone. Sometimes some people don't, like you said, they just get saved and they stop right there and they continue to live the world's ways, you know, versus, you know, being directed by God every step of the way and how much more fun, you know, is that? So let's talk about, cause this is the B series untold stories of transformation. What was that? I, I'm sure there was more than one moment, but that one moment, it sounds like it was in teen challenge. Walk us through, like, what were you feeling? What was happening when you knew that God was real to you and that transformational moment to say, Hey, I'm going to turn from these sinful ways that I have right now, and I'm gonna turn this way. What was that moment? Um, when I just started allowing him to um, do whatever he want, right? So this is a true story. So every morning at Teen Challenge, you, we wake up and we go to work, right? We, we eat breakfast, we have devotion first, eat breakfast, you do your chores, and then they send you out on work crews. So my work crew was Sanibel. So we went to Sanibel Church and we cleaned up Sanibel Church. So for three days straight, I'm riding back in the van crying mm. for no reason. I don't even know why I'm crying. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know what's happening, right? So the third day, I go to um, the director at that time, uh, Pastor Greg Hammond, and I'm I'm like, yo, I don't know what's going. I can't stop crying, and he's like, that's the Holy Spirit working on you. 
And I, I'm like, well, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't like it because it's making me feel a certain way and I can't stop crying. Like, I don't, don't want to be crying in front of people, right? And then once I understood that, um, what, what was taking place, you know, I just surrender and let go and then let God, you know, have his way. And ever since then, you know, my life has been changed. I'm like a hundred percent changed. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I haven't ever told this story before, but when I was at the John Maxwell um, event, this was in Guatemala, we went to train 150, um, 150 of us went to train 25,000 leaders during a week episode. And I had trained military cadets. And I remember seeing those young boys' faces. They were probably 16, 18 years old. And they're all military cadets, sweet as all apple pie, right? And I'm just sitting there. And then we get in the bus and I'm with these other John Maxwell coaches and I start crying and I can't stop crying all the way back to our hotel room. And it was that moment in time, that was a transformational moment for me as well, Henry. So I get what you mean about the crying and the tears. So I'm not sure if it's because, you know, in order to have that transformation, you have to cry or not, but probably, you know, I would have to say a lot of the moments in my life. And even today, I was talking to a few staff members in some of our meetings, Henry, via online, and I just was crying tears of joy, like just to watch the transformation that's happened from being able to believe in people and to lead them. And I love that you, what you said, because it sounds like that's why you're doing what you do. The fact that prepared for the world, you said for your son, so he can maneuver it and help people in it. And I just love that you said that. And I want to stay on the other point that you made for, for a minute, because I think it goes along with our Bible study, because one of the people in our study, he said, I'm just going to study the Bible right now because I'm getting too confused. All these books that I'm reading and all these notes that I'm taking, I just need to go to the source. I need to go to the source. I need to be directed by the source. And you said, we need guidance that no man can give you. And I think sometimes we're looking in the wrong places for guidance, right? And so give advice to someone right now that's like intuitively, they know they're looking in the wrong places, listening to the wrong people, maybe too much media, <laughs> too much social media, right? Going on right now. And they just need to go to the source. What advice can you give and how do they do it? Oh, the advice I can give is, um, man, you have to find that, first of all, you need that me time. That yeah. me time, when you have that me time, it's, it opens up a whole different avenue of thinking, how you look at things, because you don't have all the noise in the air. You're not looking at stuff that's, you know, um, blocking your focus. When you have that me time and you're just sitting in a room, by yourself and you're just thinking on man how can I make this better you know that's the time right there that you should be having with God talking with God speaking with God telling God everything that you're dealing with because he already knows what you're dealing with he just wants to hear it from you mm -hmm. express it how you feel and in due time you're going to see things start to happen it may not happen 
tomorrow. It may not happen the next week or probably in the next month or probably in the next year. But when it happened, it's going to bring you right back to when you was in that room sitting down talking to God about it. And you'll be like, oh, I remember I was talking to God about this and it's happening. So when, that me time, that alone time, everybody needs that. Everybody needs to be separated. Me and my wife, during COVID time, we in the house 24-7, mm-hmm. right? So she's in one room, I'm in another room, my son in another room, right? Because I need that time to be just think and meditate, right? Mm-hmm. She needs that time. My son needs that time. We can't be always be uh, uh, amongst each other because ain't nothing will be done. Yeah. Either you telling somebody something or you talking about something or something on TV, you talking about that, you know, you're doing things that you have no business doing at that time. And you could take that time and going into your personal space, talk to God, read, meditate, pray. You feel like singing, sing, listen to music, you know, just, you know, working on self for that little bit of time. And then you, you go right back out and continue on doing what you're doing. Yeah, so good. You know, it's, I was just thinking, I had this picture of, you know, when your kids, I, I think of my kids when they're little and I'm just waiting for them to fess up. That's all I want. <laughs> and same, thing, same thing as my, my staff members, like, just be honest with me. And uh-huh. we'll I don't care if you lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, like <laughs> just fess up, be honest with me. And we'll call it a learning lesson, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's, it's kind of those hidden uh, the hidden lies, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like with God, like those hidden lies that we're not telling him. He already knows, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he just wants you to fess up. Just like you said, I love yeah. that you said that it's so true because uh, honestly, like I said, I'm maturing. This is my best year ever. I'm maturing so well because I'm finally fessing up to my toxic thoughts that I have going on in my head and I'm writing them out. Like for instance, this next 21 days, I'm working on my anxious thoughts. And today I wrote down everything I was anxious about. And I've never done that before. I've normally just suppressed it. And I've wondered why I didn't get enough sleep, right? And all this, right? And so I fessed up. And then today has been probably one of my best days ever because Dr. Caroline Leaf, I've been quoting her a lot. So I'm going to hopefully someday meet this woman because she's changed my life. She's transformed everything because she was saying how if you fess up basically to your toxic thoughts, it'll weaken them. And it's scientifically proven. So she actually gives scientific proof. So it's not, you know, about spiritual stuff like mystery. It's really all about scientific proof, what it does to your brain, the cells in your brain and the protein trees she talks about and how it releases, you know, different types of hormones and good hormones or bad hormones are released from toxic thoughts. And so it's really cool because that me time has really changed mm-hmm. my life too, Henry. And I think some people are afraid of me time. And I was even talking to some of my team members today and they're like, oh yeah, I'll take 10 minutes to myself, you know, cause they've mm-hmm. never done it before. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great start. That's where I started. It's like small shifts because sometimes you sit there and you're like, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. So talk to that person right now 
that's saying, I just can't be alone. Like if I don't have the TV on or music going, I cannot be alone in my thoughts. Talk to them, encourage them right now. Well, what you can do is, um, uh, there's another um, strategy I done during COVID time too, was I just jumped in the car and took rides. Yeah. Tell my wife, I'll be back in a few minutes and I'll be gone. And I just be riding and riding and riding and just clearing my mind, getting out the house. I don't want to hear the media. I'm tired of hearing the media. I'm tired of hearing TV. You know, uh, I'm, 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 uh, I love my son, but I'm tired of hearing him jumping around, screaming, right? Yes. You know, I love my wife. I'm tired of hearing my wife talking on the phone. Gotta, I'm like, I got to go. Mm-hmm. So even you just jumping in your car and just leaving and just driving, taking a long drive, listening to some music, some nice relaxing music. I promise you, everything that you thought that you um, put in in the back of your mind is going to come forward, mm-hmm. and you're going to be like, "Yeah, I need to do that. I need to do this more. I need to do that more. Man, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that." And then the time of this, you driving and having that personal time by yourself, everything will come to a head and you're going to see it. And so when you see it, you acknowledge it and you start, when you get to a place where you could um, relax and sit down, write everything down. Yes. I love write, write, write everything down that you want to do that you heard, you know, uh, that you want to talk to this person about this, or you want to forgive somebody, or you're in that stage of forgiving, uh, unforgiveness and stuff like that, write all that down. Yes, oh my gosh, that's so good. Yes, that forgiveness piece is everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and- yeah, we all go through that. Oh gosh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's called life. There's yeah. always going to be someone that rubs you the wrong way or offends you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having to forgive. So this is powerful. We we just went for a ride in the country the other day with our grandkids, and we said, uh, in fact, we're probably going to go after we get off this podcast with our grandkids because it really did bring us some peace, you yeah. know. Then the grandkids it brought them peace, you know, being out there and going to the park, and it was just really, really wonderful. I want to. I want to switch gears here for a moment as we move on to uh, you, you started One Dominion Entertainment LLC. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, where did that come from? And what are some of your goals? And talk about your magazine. I love being a contributor to your magazine, by the way. So thank you for that honor and that opportunity as well, too. Oh, you're welcome. Um, oh, man, I think I think it was like 2011. Uh, me and a friend of mine um, I always wanted, I know at that time, I wasn't um, meant to be in the church in the four walls, right? Yeah. So I wanted to do something that would be able to touch a lot of people. And so I wanted a magazine. Where did the magazine idea come from? I do not know. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just popped in my head. Oh, a magazine. All right, I want to do a magazine. Yeah. So me and my friends started doing a magazine. But, you know, he had different views on how he wanted to do it. I have views on how I want to do it, so we end up parting ways, uh, which was um, good, right? Um, so, and that was 2011. 
2018, I started the magazine. Really 2017, I started the magazine. And 2018, January, in January was my first issue. And I wanted the magazine to be more family-like. You know, I wanted the magazine to be able to be engaging to people um, in different ways, not just one topic, but several topics where anybody who picked up the magazine could be able to get something out of it. You know, something, because everything, every topic that I put in the magazine is what everybody goes through. Yeah. Right. So I wanted somebody to pick up the magazine and be like, oh, and they flip through it and they're like, oh, okay, I, I went through this. Oh, and then if you haven't went through the other thing, that's fine. But as long as you got something out the magazine, that was my goal. So we created the magazine um, and now we are in, what, I'm going three years. Mm-hmm. And we have 35,000 re- readers. Wow. And, 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 and we have, uh, in those readers, we have like 10 other countries that people that's reading also reading it um so the magazine is is slowly moving up you know slowly moving up um i have other goals that i want to do with the magazine um but i love the magazine it's is is um it's where i find my happiness at i love designing it i love uh, you know contacting you guys asking you guys if you want to be a part of it this month um, I love reading the articles, uh, and I get very excited when I put one out, you know, I'm about to put one out this Friday, it could be my 17th issue, mm. you know, and the last one for the year, so um, I, I love the magazine, so when I did the magazine, I said, well, I need somebody to do pictures for me, so I was going around asking people to do pictures for me, right, and so I was like, Man, bump this. I'm about to do everything myself. So I started doing photography. <laughs> wow. So so I, I bought I bought I bought me a camera. I bought me some lights. I bought me a green screen, background, whatever you think. I, I, I bought it. And I said I'm about to learn this. And so I learned how to use the camera. I learned how to video uh, tape everything. So um, I started doing short films. So then I just started writing scripts. Wow. I started, write, I started writing short scripts and I wrote this, um, this one short script called Alone and it focused on um, depression. And I sent it to um, the Tribeca uh, Film Festival. Mm-hmm. That was in 2019, I think it was, at the beginning of 2019. Um, I didn't win. They asked me to continue on submitting stuff. Um, I slacked off a little bit because I was was more focused on the magazine than anything. But now I'm about to get back into doing short films and and stuff like that, and hopefully be able to do a, a full length film. Wow, I love that so much, and I'm just so proud of you because I got to be in the first mastermind when you were formulating and putting your dreams to the test and uh-huh. making that decision. So mm-hmm. I love that because we're going to get ready to start another put your dreams to the test pretty soon. So we're really excited about that as well, too. So, um, okay, so let's let's switch gears here for a second. So I love 
uh, the fact about the One Dominion magazine, I think it's kind of like your own personal blog and being able to interview people as well. Are you looking for more contributors? So someone that's maybe listening to this right now, are you looking for more contributors for your magazine? Oh, yes, we are looking for uh, more writers. Um, we're trying to, right now, every issue has at least um, seven writers. Uh, seven to six writers. So I want to move up to around about, I want to double that. I want to double that next year to like around about 20 to 21 writers in the magazine. And also, I'm also looking for people who want to, you know, advertise in the magazine. Because the goal is to, the goal is my goal. And everybody think that I'm crazy, but this is what was spoken to me. My goal is to give everyone magazine mm, I love that like I, I would love to give everybody because I was looking at the one day I was at home right and doorbell ring who is it Jehovah Witness right mm-hmm. so they go door to door and give you a pamphlet they give yeah. you a, they give you a magazine right so I'm like yo this is so cool why like I can't do that why can I be able to issue a free magazine that could be able to help people or encourage somebody mm. for free so that's wow. my that's that's my that's my dream everybody was like well you need to be charged for it because it's your work you're doing it i'm like i'll make money another way like this is like this is like this is what i want to do I'll, I'll make money probably doing advertisements you know whatever or my films or whatever else I want to venture into doing but I'll make money another way but this is what I want want to do and I think this is what you know I need to do because everybody I think God's word should be for free I I don't know this is just me yeah this this is just how I think I think that if you're going to spread the word the gospel uh it should you should give it out yeah freely yeah freely oh my gosh yes i love this so much i love your vision i love your view success magazine was always like my favorite magazine but now Mm -hmm. your magazine is because i feel like it's it's more rooted in spirituality it's rooted in truthfulness right Mm -hmm. yeah superficial information right Mm -hmm. it's real transformation is inside of your magazine I have a lot of writers that I know listen to my podcast that are going to want to be a part of this as well too so I'm really really excited for you and I know that God's going to bless your business and I what I I love about you is you're all about people before profit and anyone that I get around, any entrepreneur, I know if they put people first, you know, the money's just going to come because God's going to want to bless that in abundance so that you can continue to grow and spread his gospel, spread his word, you know, so I'm so, so proud of you. Um, So how do people get a hold of you, Henry, first and foremost, and what last piece of advice do you want to give everyone to be directed? Um, well, you can go to, um, you know, www.1dominionent.com. Um, you can leave comments. You can also, um, I got the website um, set up almost like a blog now. So you could ask, actually um, comment on the article. 
that you read and you could comment on it um you know and you can just leave a message on it um that's where i get most of my um information from uh you know if you want to get in contact with me um you know i'm on facebook um you can go, if you go to henry miller i'm on facebook um I'm just I'm just learning this social media stuff, right? You know, Facebook is the only thing I really really know. Uh, I'm learning Instagram now because I'm I'm really not the the position that God is shifting me into. I'm very like uncomfortable with it, but I'm learning it. Like even me speaking to you right now on this podcast is not like my element. <laughs> oh, it will be. That <laughs> <laughs> is that my element. Um, but I'm comfortable with talking to you, right? Um, so, so I'm always doing something different to try to, you know, to expand my thinking, you know, with people and everything. Um, the the information I can give, or advice I can give to people, is be more helpful, be more loving, be more kind, you know. Um, when when Jesus came he came into the world, you know he was being helpful. He was being kindful. He was showing people a better way, you know, uh, of life. Um, you know, when he told the guy to get up and walk, you know, he was giving him a better way of life. When he told the blind man, you know, go bathe the eyes, you know, he was giving a better way of life. You know, and that's what God was, Jesus was doing, walking the earth, giving people a better way of life, you know, being helpful, being kindful, always seeing the need, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think once we could be able to do all that, the world would be a better place. Mm. Uh, when we stop being selfish and it's always about me, 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 you know, I think we all, we, we are in control of, you know, helping other people. And I teach my son this. I teach my son this because I want him to be this helpful person. If you see somebody that in need, help them. Yeah. If you have it, help them. You yeah. know, um, and everything that's supposed to, whatever's for you, you're going to get. You know, whatever's for me, I'm going to get. Nobody else can take it away. Mm-hmm. but you know so that's why I'm not even really worrying about me and my household I'm about more helping people I want to help people I want to show people that's a better way you know you know you don't have to do this and even if you don't want to do what I'm doing I want you just to be a helpful person be a loving person you know because that goes a long way through life so that's just my yeah that's beautiful. And you are, I love that. And, you know, just adding value to people all of a sudden it adds value to you. Yeah. So I love that. It's brilliant. Henry Miller, the third, thank yes. you very much. You oh, thank are you. As amazing as I thought you were. <laughs> your wife, Sarah, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.